0: Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio. Before we get into the show description, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that has donated to the Kickstarter. Uh, We hit our goal in less than a day and also hit our first stretch goal. Uh, uh, We're at $3,600 right now and 18 backers, and that's in less than four days. We'll put the link in the show notes, but you can also go to kick.drcrpod.com to get to the Kickstarter page. Um, And moving forward, since we did hit our financial goal, we're hoping to use um, Kickstarter as a pre order platform. So that's the $25 uh, tier. You get a signed copy of the book. So if you're still interested in getting the book, please do that. And if for whatever reason you're not able to financially support us right now, uh, please sh- uh, share the link with friends and family that love poetry. Uh, that could really help us out. Um, on today's show, we discussed the Iona Creed, uh, a little bit about the history of it, and um, not the history of it. I made a, a goof during the episode, but David luckily is there to correct me. And. Not only the symbolic connection between Desert Rain and the Iona Creed, but also a physical connection. Uh, interesting story that we get into. Um, but before we start that, plea or thank you to Jacob at Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background. Um, if you want to learn more about Desert Rain community, DR or theruined.com is a place to go. DRCRPod.com is a place to go for other episodes. Once again, just thank you so much for the uh, support around uh, the poetry book of Haiku. And uh, please share the link with as many people as you can. And we appreciate you. And let's get into it. Welcome back to Desert Rain Community Radio. Mr. David Morrison. Good day, sir. How are you doing? Allergied up. Yes.
1: The flowers are blooming. They are.
0: (laughs) It's upon us. Uh today we're going to uh explore uh we've we've talked about it before on past episodes the Iona Creed and sort of look at the um connection that it has become, it's become a pr- a profound connection for Desert Rain community.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And so we'll go ahead and start off by having David uh recite the recite the creed so everyone's everyone has the same starting point as far as knowing it exists and, and what it, it uh, consists of.
1: Yeah, just a little background. This was the probably written in the late 30s, early 40s, when George MacLeod and his group of uh, kind of Presbyterians in Scotland went to reestablish the Abbey of mm-hmm. Iona. It's an island off of Scotland, uh, which was the really the the center light of celtic christianity okay from the 500s on to the medieval period and then it was abandoned because of mm-hmm. viking raids and that kind of thing so it laid in ruins for centuries and then wow. george mcleod forms a new community there mm-hmm. the iona community which is still there today i feel a little guilty because i've never talked to anybody from there but <laughs> they've had such a great influence on us i'm probably a one of many like that i i would guess
0: uh, yeah i mean yeah i mean most yeah that's it's probably a common common yeah. thing
1: and so their creed which is called the iona creed is 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 kind of our ideal creeds are kind of an ideal that you hope to live you know that you hope to strive for you don't accomplish it you don't yeah. embody it but you hope to and you hope that it would you embody shoot for you it. yeah exactly yeah. and so this is this is Been very important to me for at least two decades. Mm. So, you want me to read it? Yeah, Yeah. Okay, so this is the Iona Creed. We believe that God is present in the darkness before dawn, in the waiting and uncertainty where fear and courage join hands, conflict and caring link arms, and the sun rises over barbed wire. We believe in a with us God. Who sits down in our midst to share our humanity? We affirm a faith that takes us beyond a safe place, into action, into vulnerability, and onto the streets. We commit ourselves to work for change and put ourselves on the line to bear responsibility, take risks, live powerfully, and face humiliation, to stand with those on the edge, to choose life and be used by the Spirit for God's new community of hope.
2: Amen. That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Well,
2: and it's hilarious too. Well, not hilarious, but that first
0: line, we believe that God is present in the darkness before the dawn. Yeah. And we're recording this the Saturday before oh, Easter. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Easter like,
1: vigil, holy Saturday. Yeah.
0: And I mean, yeah. that's what the Easter vigil is. It's exactly. the darkness before the dawn.
1: It's my favorite non-liturgy. It's an anti-liturgy.
0: Right. Which is funny that we're also recording a podcast because it's a day of silence. Yeah, exactly. Um so, so not, you know, not to go down that whole rabbit in fact, if you are interested in in that, we we recorded a uh Easter Easter's episode last year. It's it's episode 19 um uh, oh, okay. that we published last uh March or April. But to get back to the Iona Creed what what we're here to discuss today. Do you remember the first time you encountered, like how did you come across the creed in the first place?
1: I don't know. I want to say the internet because that's like the, the answer to everything. Right, yeah. <laughs> but maybe um, I had been using several fixed hour prayer books mm. over the years, in those early years coming out here. And one of them was the North Umbria community. It's another community, a Celtic Christianity, uh, Celtic spirituality community in england Northumbria, mm. North and they have a, a little two-volume prayer book and i probably saw it in there mm-hmm. i'm guessing or maybe the iona abbey booklet oh, i had that as well their their prayer that's pr- actually probably probably where i where i first encountered it
0: and did you feel the because i like you said before the the connection you have for it did did that connection sort of uh come immediately or has it grown sort of no, as, I, as as your contemplative life has grown yeah no it was immediate yeah. it
1: was like yes you know everything in my spirit said yes to that you yeah. know
0: it's
1: like that's really resonates my, with my understanding and my mm-hmm. desire what I want my life to be like what I want to aspire to at least you know so yeah
0: yeah cuz it's it's definitely profound to, you know talking about the waiting, the humiliation. Yeah. Um, barbed wire, you know. Yeah, they wrote
1: that before the Holocaust. The sun mm-hmm. rises over barbed wire. Um, that's pretty profound, you know. And uh, and they and they use the word vulnerability before Brene Brown was probably <laughs> even born.
0: <laughs> before Brene Bur- before Brown gave was her cool. TED talk, <laughs> yeah. Before
1: vulnerability became cool, uh, yeah. So it's. It's very much ahead of its time. It's very much a creed, I think, for for a viable Christianity, a relevant Christianity, a, a cultural, culturally relevant Christianity. You know, so yeah.
0: Well, I think too, it's it's
2: interesting um, because it's it's one of those things that um, it can it can withstand the test of time. Yeah. Right. Like.
0: Anyone, you can look at anyone like a snapshot of someone's life, like, let's say, five years. And they could, you know, they can have all the wins and all the, you know, all the accolades or whatever. But if you if you extend that out over someone's lifetime, uh, you're going to, exp- humiliation is just a part of life, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the darkness, right? So the sadness, the uh, the loneliness um, is just a part of life, right? And, yeah. and, and, and so you can look at it. In a lifetime sort of scenario, but then also zoom out again, right? And like a societal lifetime, yeah. You know, or the lifetime of of human beings, or whatever,
2: whatever it might be. Um, you know, it's that's kind of as you were reading it just now. That's kind of what jumped out to me. Um, and and so I get. I guess the follow up for you is is it
0: had that immediate connection for you. And and sort of how, how did it come to be as, as interwoven with the uh the fabric here at Desert Rain?
1: Well, definitely the idea and not just an idea, but the experience that of the what theologians would call the incarnation or incarnational living, which is God is not separate, mm-hmm. isolated in some bodiless heaven right uh, where everything is made of air and spirit, but rather uh God becomes completely human and and enters into complete vulnerability and I think we've talked about that before, you know it's a big deal uh that you want to call him the almighty uh that, you know that's that's just a bunch of superhero fantasy stuff, mm-hmm. but if you want to address God in God's ultimate vulnerability, that's that's an incredible thought to me so so yeah so so just that idea and uh you know that that god is present here and now not some distant future waiting for it to be picked up in some ridiculous rapture kind of thing these popular ideas now uh which is just escapism it's not it's not real spirituality so yeah so it's 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 in the nitty gritty it's in the earth it's it's a uh, which is Celtic Christianity, basically, you know, or Franciscanism too. They've, they definitely carried that tradition, if you will, so.
2: And I don't,
0: I, I might've missed it, but I know before we turned on the, uh, the mics, we were talking about uh, the early days of the uh, Iona community. Yeah. Um, and there's a, a, a pivotal story around St. Colombo
3: yeah, Columba. Yeah.
0: yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, Columba. Um, and so maybe you could share that story with people that uh, that aren't familiar, familiar with it. You're,
1: oh, you're talking about the history of that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So what is? Yeah, so the island of Iona is very symbolic uh, for us. Um, so the you know the tradition is there was a you know a, a monastic person in Ireland. In the five hundreds, you know, the uh, the sixth century, Mm -hmm. um, you know, went up through the ranks of the monastic system there, and then got involved in some sort of a. This is just the tradition, so I don't know if this is you know probably not historical, but the
0: folklore. Yeah, the folklore story is
1: that he (laughs) he created a or or copied a book of Psalms for himself, Mm. and. The owner of the original book claimed it as his own. It was like a local chieftain guy, and you know, they wanted to have a stick waving contest, so <laughs> to speak. And so I guess they had some sort of a council, and they and they uh, and they, and they uh, judged that the copy belongs to the the original. So these copyright Mm -hmm. people have always been around, you know. They're just such a... (laughs) 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 Until someone tries to steal my stuff.
0: (laughs) The rule rule of law (laughs) persists.
1: (laughs) And then, you know, so things just started getting chippy. And uh, so eventually a a, a battle occurred between... Because monasteries would actually go to war (laughs) with each other at times. Really? Yeah, in Ireland and that kind of thing. Uh, And that was a step below of their usual level of violence so mm. so and so they went to battle uh because uh i guess this local chieftain had killed a couple of uh Columbo uh, columba's uh monks and so uh they went to battle and, and they ended up killing something like 300 wow. of this king and he got his book of psalms back so <laughs> So got he my, was. I got my book. Yeah, So he was excommunicated. So that. So I was already liked him for that. I was like, right. yeah, it's a book we're talking about. <laughs> and <That's>, so uh, <laughs>
0: for this episode, the picture we put on it should be a picture of one of your bookshelves. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah. So he, uh, that didn't fare too well with fellow, the church, and so to speak. And so he was excommunicated, and sent into exile and that's why so he picked the tradition was for uh a bishop to pick 12 uh 12 other monks and then go off and establish a monastery somewhere else that was their oh, that was I kind of their 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 mo so he gets in a boat with 12 others and sails off to iona and s- starts iona the, and and it became probably the heart of 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 Celtic Christianity in the world, its scriptorium alone produced uh, extre- you know, very important texts, the Book of Kells and other mm. historical kinds of things. So this went on for a while, and then uh, and then the Vikings began to to just pillage the place do constantly. Do. Yeah. Uh, do what Vikings do uh lose football games. <laughs>
0: um, hey oh <laughs> in their purple jerseys. Shoot out to shout out <laughs> to you, Minnesota.
1: And uh and so it was abandoned for centuries
0: as a result. And so Well and it's it's um it's amazing too 'cause as as you were telling the story, I I, I would remembered there's uh the St. Columban Uh, House in El Paso, downtown El Paso.
1: Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, it definitely wasn't one of, you know, one of the times that before I moved out here, one of the times that we hung out was we went to a dinner there. That's right. When we were visiting uh, the asylum seekers. Yeah. And um, so it just, in my mind, is just coming full circle you know right. of, of this story uh, of a guy who just wanted his book back yeah. <laughs> you know and how that's rippled out even yeah. to you know li- you know the the oddest corners of the world here in El Paso Texas you yeah. know what i mean and, and
1: that's actually a disciple that came from there
0: Oh really? Yeah, so the Columban I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so the Columban Fathers that order are actually from another saint named Columbanus
0: uh, oh, so it's not connected at it's all? It's not the same
1: Columba. Oh, so, so the Columba oh. we're talking about is also known as Colum Kiel, C I L L E, Colum Kiel. And Columbanus was the uh, same, same kind of, you know, he was an Irish wandering monk. Okay. Uh, a little bit crazy.
0: <laughs> uh, wrote. Well, I think you got to be to be a r- monk. <laughs> he <laughs> wrote, wrote letters. Yeah, and an
1: Irish monk at that, right? <laughs> and he wrote letters teasing the Pope and that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, I think the Pope Leo had just died and he, and he wrote the current Pope saying, uh, better a dead lion for Leo <laughs> than a live, whatever. And just, you know, he's just kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh, and so, yeah. And he went off to Italy and, and throughout Italy, uh, uh, you know, founded several monasteries. Right. And so, yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to.
0: No, no, that's, rec- that's you. <laughs> no, that, no, I appreciate that you did. Cause I, you know, I would rather know. So, there's no connection between them at all besides being Christian monks.
1: Uh, their year, I'm not sure about their years. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if they would have ever. I, th- I think Columbanus came after, maybe after kill. Uh But he may have come out of Iona. That's yeah. possible. I, I can't remember my history and, yeah. our, and our deep preparation our deep, for our this <laughs> podcast. Uh, but our, uh, our Latin saying on our wooden doors on the chapel. Is called the Rule of Saint Columbanus.
0: Yeah. So yeah, let's.
1: Yeah. So it's it's in Latin, and it just says love has nothing to do with order, and that's his. That's his monastic order. So there's not this complex system of you must pray and you must uh, fast, you must do all these spiritual disciplines, uh, you must take these vows. No, it's just love has nothing to do with order. So when you get consumed with love, who knows what will happen to your life?
0: Well, it's, uh, that's incredible too, because, uh, and I, in my mind, this, this was definitely an act of love, but the, uh, the stone that you gave to Randall Parton yeah, to take to, uh, Iona. And, uh, so I don't know if you want to, to share that, that story. Yeah. It's just, just sort of the, you know. The connection, you know, th- so there is, you know, there is a connection. There's a there is a stone, yeah, from Desert Range, Chaparral, New Mexico, at the island as we speak. Yeah,
1: at the grave of of Saint Columb Kill or Columba. Um, yeah, so Columba was known to sleep with a stone pillow, which comes, you know, which is a reference to Jacob, the patriarch in Genesis. Uh, he was sleeping in a field. And he used a, a stone as a pillow. And that's and a major literary device. Uh, and then he has this, this dream or this vision of uh, the ladder, a ladder of light, I guess, or a spiral of some sort. Uh, and, and these messengers, these divine messengers, angels, ascending and descending the spiral, going up and down. And, um, and so, so Columba of Iona slept on a stone pillow. And uh, and so yeah, our, our good friend Randall, we should probably get in touch with him at some point. I don't know if he listens or not to this. <laughs> Randall, if you're out there, <laughs> send us uh, a
0: smoke signal, my friend. Was
1: going on a pilgrimage to Iona, where he, uh, uh, where I believe he uh, on some of these islands, he was actually waiting. For you you wait for the tide to go out and you walk wow. across. So he was, you know it was a walking pilgrimage throughout. Ireland and then into Scotland to Iona. And um and I was walking across the street. It was a, you know, our street here, our our dirt road. Uh not really a street. I don't want anybody to think we're all fancy like that. <laughs> <laughs> our non-paved road.
0: Well any, anyone that's listened to the the road to desert Rain has seen the picture of the dirt road. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh and we were at the time meeting out he- over here in this chapel where we're doing this podcast. We don't, we don't meet in this chapel that much for meetings, usually for retreats for people. Um, and, and so I had, you know, for, in preparation, I had gone across the street a couple of times. It was so strange. Like on my third or fourth time, uh, this very peculiar smooth stone, uh, maybe about a foot long, kind of slender, was just lying in the middle of the road. I have no idea. It was just almost like it appeared there. It was right. very strange, and and I and it just immediately struck me as a stone pillow, and and so that's incredible. Not realizing that poor Randall was uh, going to be walking, <laughs> uh, you know, because I didn't really understand how these pilgrimages work. <laughs> but I guess, and the guy was so nice about it, and so I asked him if he would take that stone to Saint Columba's right. grave in Iona lay it down there and and he did and then he removed a stone from there and and, you know small little marble like stone. There's a quarry there uh, Mm. now I think it's defunct but uh marble. And so he brought back you know a pebble for here.
3: So yeah.
2: Yeah and it just it's amazing how you know that idea of
0: pilgrimage or not even the idea. Well, yeah, the idea but also just, you know, the, the, the taking on a pilgrimage, right? Yeah. And being able to connect two parts of the earth that otherwise, right? So now, so Desert Rain has been symbolically connected to Iona. Right. right? With, with the, the close connection to the creed and just studying of their, their prayer book yeah. and so on and so forth. And
2: then, several years later, physically being connected through, you know, the kindness and, and the love yeah. of Randall,
0: being willing to do that. And the thought of bringing something back, right? Like, yeah. taking it as one thing, but then also being like, yeah, here's, here, here's a part
2: of Iona for your...
1: Yeah, it's powerful. And the Steelers, likewise, are doing that right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. They... Uh, um, I asked them to uh, Deanna, you know, she makes pottery yep. among many things. And, and she made a, uh a, a clay cross, almost like a rosary. So it's, it's like a necklace slash rosary kind of thing. And it has a yucca imprinted on it that she carved into it. And she's going to drop that off at a, one of the wells for d- devoted to St. Bridget. Mm. And so I'm sure they will be, Bringing something back, you yeah. know, that we'll put on, on our altar here.
0: That's incredible. Yeah, because I mean, we've talked, we've definitely talked about uh, Saint Bridget multiple times. And right, exactly. I, I think, I mean, not necessarily extensively, but I think in the episode, it's either episode two and three or three and four, the Celtic Christianity ones. Yeah. Ones we we uh, we explore um, Saint Bridget and and specifically sort of your connection with
2: uh, with her but right. yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. But yeah, just being able to have—I mean, you
0: know—going back to this idea of community, right? Like having these connections with well, the Steel's obviously living at Desert Rain, but Randall, you know, being a part of it, not having lived here, but being a part of the friendship and the the community yeah. that exists, and 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 it's something you wouldn't, you could have never predicted at the start of Desert Rain.
4: No.
1: No. Right, These are know? things that just develop and you yeah, you, your story begins and you it plays out and
0: it rip, ripples out and Yeah. It's whoever. very
1: Tao, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny enough that came up during the Easter Easter uh Easter's episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, being able to to uh what is it? See the world without leaving your door or
2: something oh, like okay, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so one one of the lines that that uh I yeah, I'm going to just uh, just read it and, sure. and uh see what what comes up from it but in the waiting and uncertainty
0: where fear and courage join hands
2: and um I guess the the question that comes to mind hearing it out loud now is
0: in your uh, whether I, I guess we could call it prayer life, but, but your spiritual life, maybe. Um, what are what are
2: some of the things uh, as you've been walking this 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 path called life, right? What has sprung forth for you in those those moments? Maybe you didn't see it
0: at the time, right? But when fear and courage, when they
2: were able to join hands in your life, what what has sort of sprung forth from for you today, right? Like yeah. retrospectively looking back at that that, that where the, the
0: you know the the tides of fear and courage come together.
1: Yeah, uh, I would I would think that it starts with prayer, because. Uh, to be encountered by the presence of the divine is a terrifying thing and, and your ego right. does not want because that, that means the status quo may change in your life. Well, Something might change yeah. and it will change and and so so just spending time in, you know and most people are afraid of even just silence
4: yeah. and
1: that's why because uh, your ego is fighting so hard to maintain a status quo that will, mm-hmm. that will never be maintained because the reality doesn't is always in flux. It's never status quo. And so, so just there your fear and courage are locking hands by you, uh, daring to ask God, what would, what would you do with my life? How would you spend me back in our charismatic days? We used to call it, uh, that we are the pocket change of, of God. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there might be a verse in Acts that kind of signifies that probably not, but it's probably, well, it probably works for good better. preaching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. So I present myself to you as, as pocket change, spin me as you will. Um, and then I'd be in the habit back then of whenever I saw pennies on the ground, you know, that kind of change mm, on the right. ground,
0: I would Discarded. pick it. Yeah,
1: yeah. To remember the lost coins of People and then you know back then I was more disciplined so we would save those pennies and then and then exchange them for larger dollars and then give them you know buy food for people Mm -hmm. kind of thing but just to to to, uh, small ways to remind myself to not forget the the discarded and the marginalized because those are scary places to go so once you have an attitude of obedience from prayer it starts with prayer then you'll take some risks you'll take some uh, small risks and they will become bigger risks. And the next thing you know, you're visiting people in prison, mm. just prison is a scary place. For sure. Uh, next thing you know, you're sitting next to the dying, uh, living people don't like to be around the dying. Uh, cause it reminds you of, it's so looking into the future for yourself. Uh, next thing you know, you're visiting, uh, asylum seekers and an ice unit in the middle of the horrific desert, you know, kind of thing. Uh, you know, you're you're doing things that that uh, challenge you and and that you normally wouldn't do, you know. Uh, and so, yeah.
2: Well, and it's it's funny that you this idea of death and facing death. It, it, on a on on a few tears
0: down. My my mom recently had a, a dog that passed away, mm-hmm. but even just watching him over the last like month of his life slowly deteriorate right yeah. like lose weight and you could start seeing his ribs and not not as uh as lively right you know right. like wouldn't run up to you know get pet like i would walk over to him to pet him. um and it
2: w- as you said that it was like oh yeah like i was uncomfortable witnessing that yeah. and um and then yesterday just being able to uh
0: my mom had him cremated and picking up his, his ashes so she could bury him at
2: some point, Yeah, you know, and just being able to be available in that way. Cause death, you know, any death, if you're paying attention is a mirror for, for my impending
0: death, right? Mm. Like regardless of it, if it's something you love, right? Even, even um, a tree or something, you know what I mean? A plant can signify, can remind
2: us. Of, of what's coming, coming down the path. And yeah. it can be fearful for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because the minute you commit to loving someone, you've committed to uh, the wound of love that comes with it. And that's a scary thing. And that's where fear and courage link arms and then you Geronimo that shit. Right? You jump <laughs> Do into it. it. Yeah, you go for it.
0: <laughs> well, and uh, the other thing that when you were talking about the ego being terrified of change, I think the other, and we've talked, you and I have talked about this extensively, but I think it go, it points back to this idea of silence and of prayer, but in um, drastic spiritual experiences, big time spiritual experiences, it's the ego's um, uh, temptation, maybe, but just sort of go to to co-opt it and be like, look, look what I did. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know what I mean? And then, so, so then it, if the ego can own it, then the change is somewhat justified. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that discipline yeah. of silence, that discipline of prayer. Yeah. And leaning into that because it's not, you know, it's still like, it's still an ego thing. Right. So it's yeah. still like, how do I step back from that ego thing? Yeah. And just let it be a spiritual experience of within that idea of grace. Right.
1: Yeah. And there's some pretty, tangibles tangible signs that your ego is taking over the that process one is do you do you post your good works on social media Mm. if you're doing that then your ego is definitely taking over and and, because you don't even see what poor taste
2: that Mm. is
1: you know to i mean jesus literally talked about or, or the gospels uh significantly point that out don't uh don't make a big show of your good works when you give alms and, and that kind of thing. And or
0: even when he, he would heal people. Yeah, exactly. Ask them, don't, yeah. You know, to own, don't, don't say, keep anything. it on the low
1: down fool.
0: <laughs> just between us. <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> and they wouldn't. Yeah. And they wouldn't,
1: but yeah. So when I see pastors doing that, you know, on, on social media, it's just such a bad ta I cr- It's just the ultimate cringy. that. And then the second would be, uh, when couples throw out their love for each other on their anniversaries, mm. babe, I love you. And they use the word babe. I hate <laughs> that. Uh, and that's a sheer sign. They're really going through a divorce. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. So that, yeah, the ego could definitely, you should be in that place of, so every time I went into the prison, I was scared. Right. I was on edge. Uh, it was never a time of, of, so it's that fear and that courage linking arms and, somehow you, you drag yourself there and you get in there. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, and, it, and it's one of those things, too, that, that, um, oh, what's the right word? There has to be some real humility and uh, it, it's easy to jump into something, or maybe easy is not the right word, but it,
0: it can be tempting to jump into something uh, foolishly, maybe, because there is there is a real place where fear. You should listen to that, that that fear inside of you. Yeah. To be like, well, maybe don't do X, Y, and Z, right? Like, yeah, you never know. You know, and, <laughs> and so I think I think that's where it comes back to this idea of like having that prayer life, having that contemplative life, and and being guided in such a way. It might not be obvious, right? But being, I, so I guess, I guess for me, the, the example would be when, when you and I started uh, going to visit people seeking asylum, Yeah. it was because someone was leaving town and they had been visiting someone. Right. And they asked you if you would be willing to sort of take over, so to speak. Yeah. And you just, I, you know, I don't think it was planned. You were just like, hey, is that something you to me, right. would, is yeah. that something you'd be interested in? Yeah, because oh. I don't want to go by
1: myself. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was like, uh, yeah, I think so. And I had been searching for a couple of years at that point. It's, I can remember it started when I was in Philly, but trying to engage in um, immigration in the United States in some way that felt authentic. Right. You know, and, and so fast forward two years later of sort of searching on and off, and you approached me about this opportunity. Right you know and it was like okay perfect like to being scared of doing it is like okay yeah. i have someone else i know that's going to be doing it and you know and and we proceeded forward yeah exactly you know and and it it because for me I, you I, f- I feel like you you're probably a little bit better about this than me like i want to do something right away right like i want to make an impact right now right this second and just
2: jump oh. into something whereas When I, uh, not pump the brakes, but
0: when I'm more intentional, instead of just jumping into something, when I'm more intentional
2: of seeking out something that feels authentic or seems authentic, um, the results seem to be better.
0: Whether it's it's something that's like, it it becomes more sustainable. Uh, You know, I think our example, we stopped because of COVID. Right you know what I mean like yeah. we you know we'd been doing it for however many months, I don't even know, but literally something had to there was a world pandemic that yeah. stopped us from continuing on, yeah. you know what I mean, and so uh whereas when I jump in when i when I rush into something and it once again it's usually my ego, it's not sustainable. I don't do it for several months, maybe I do it for a week, maybe oh, I do it I for see. a few yeah. weeks you know and and so trying to um, i
1: think we had a good over a year there
0: it was definitely over yeah so i remember yeah.
1: our friend melvin was we uh, saw him on the year anniversary of that was crazy
0: oh yeah that's right just flew by though yeah and Everything i think
1: pre-pandemic was so fast huh yeah
0: when well and i it. think too i think we were coming up on two years i think so anyways yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so yeah so being intentional about stuff yeah
1: and choose the small choose the the obscure you know don't choose the big flash in the pan kind of stuff do something that that is uh just just small steps you know
2: Well, it's it's I'm funny a big you believer s- in that um i'm gonna read this but it, it might not fit yeah. but i
0: feel like it did um i read this earlier this morning so when you were saying like the small thing um it can be overwhelming to witness, experience, take in all the injustices of the moment. The good news is that they're all connected, so if your little yeah. corner of work involves pulling at one of the threads, yeah. you're helping to unravel the whole damn cloth.
1: exactly. that's good. Who
0: said that? um give me a second <laughs> you're, you're gonna you're gonna be like I mean. <laughs> We're like, oh, okay, Ursula <laughs> Wolf Roca
1: okay yeah that's she's right
0: um you know and and so uh you know like you're saying start in your backyard or start in your your neighbors you know whatever whatever that is and it might just be for today right like you don't yeah it doesn't have to be a year and a half or two-year adventure
1: just like yeah like what you read just follow the the thread follow a thread and 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 it will be you know like the next i don't know if you were going to go into the next line about humiliation and uh, vulnerability Uh, because it will be a string of failures as well. You know, uh, Thomas Keating, I remember he said, uh, uh, when you, when you move out to obey God's, uh, promptings, uh, God will back you up. Mm. And the way that God usually backs you up is with humiliation with failure, and if you're lucky, martyrdom. And so so if you feel like you're failing forward or, or just failing all the time, um, that's usually a part of it as well. Uh, and so yeah, and that's the same with community as well.
0: And that line is, we affirm a faith that takes us beyond a safe
2: place, into action, into vulnerability.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, you're because you can get caught up in uh, every little thing I do affects something else and it ends up making it worse. And it's, it's like, no, you can't, you got to just do that one thread and, yeah. and you and accept that you are not the answer to everything. Mm. There's a lot of that, that uh, Christian narcissism. That's very yeah. popular. You know, Christ has no hands, but yours. And I, you're the only one that can do this. And it's like, no, get over yourself. Yeah. Uh, do what the I- small thing.
0: I, and I think it works, I, I th- it works in other aspects too, uh, you know, so like, uh, what would be like, like this idea of climate change, right? right? Like the climate change that's going on and someone being, so you got the two perspectives, the nihilist that's like, oh, well, no one else recycles, so I'm not going to recycle. Right. You know what I mean? Or the person's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to change everything about my life today so that I can change climate change. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, well it's somewhere in the middle of those two extremes exactly. right like um you know maybe maybe you, you go out of your way for the next week to specifically recycle plastic right or specifically yeah. recycle glass or something you know what i mean and and have these sustainable
2: changes cuz the spiritual life works the same way you know that last line i read that uh, into action yeah right you know it's 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 easy.
0: I mean, I mean, I think, I think the uh, pathways to presence series that we're doing this year is sort of a cool thing of like, you know, if you don't pray and you feel called to pray, maybe set aside five minutes a day and start praying five minutes a day. Yeah. You know, for the next month or whatever. Same thing with meditation. You know what I mean, or study. You know what I mean. Yeah. Pick, pick a book that calls to you in your spiritual life and and read, read a page a day or read two pages a day or something, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. And it's like, Oh, that, but that's so small. What's five minutes of prayer going to do? It's like, well, a lot, because maybe a year from now it's grown to an hour a day or something, you know what I mean? Or, or it inspires some other practice. Some sort of action. Yeah. yeah. And being, being able to engage in those ways that that, it goes, ba- the, and that specifically goes back to the recovery world of like addicts and alcoholics like to sit around and think about a bunch of stuff, like think of ways to be helpful. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's just easier to like, just go be helpful. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. If, if you meet someone that has two days of sobriety, well, call them up today yeah. and say, hey, man, I, how's it going? And, yeah. Uh, You know, I, I know how hard it is to be in that first week um, or, you know, whatever, you know and, and, just calling someone, you know, I, I got the experience uh, yesterday, I guess it was, just to call up and say, hey, man, like you said, you were you were having trouble with some stuff. What's what's going on? And this person had a lot a lot of time with sobriety, you know what I mean? So, like, rough times come whenever. Like, yeah, they're it's,
4: always
1: it's, on their way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> don't so, have to worry about and it. And so to <laughs> just spend some time on the phone with this guy, and be like, hey, man, how's... How's life? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and he was able, you know, we we had a, a, a great conversation. You know what I mean? And, um,
1: yeah, Richard Rohr says he prays for one humiliation a day. And I'm like, why do you have to pray for that? It's on its way. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. Ask for it. It's a, It's on its way. What? Are you living a life? Then that humiliation is on its way. Your failure is assured.
2: Oh, <laughs> um, this I I I was not familiar with this prayer, um, But it was it was uh, brought to me, um, uh, or brought up to me. I was I was talking to a. Uh, Father Gabriel, mm-hmm. our Orthodox buddy, um,
0: that we'd love to have on here too. Oh uh, Lord and Master of my life, take from me the spirit of dependency, s- despondency. Excuse me despondency, sloth, love of money, and idle talk. But give to me, your servant, a spirit of sober-mindedness, humility, patience, and love. Yes, O Lord and King, grant me to see my own sins and not to judge my brother, since you are blessed to the ages. Amen. And that's the um, prayer of St. Ephraim. Mm. Um, And it, it was just one of those things that it was uh, a good reminder of
2: like, cause like, those are the things I, 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 I do strive for, right? Like, Oh, like if I had more money, my
0: life would be easier. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you know, I'm going to just, I'm going to take the day off and not do anything. You know what I mean? Like, right. But that's not, you know, and that's not,
1: that's not necessarily wrong. You know, when people say money's not everything, it's like, uh, yeah, the ones with money are the ones usually saying that. <laughs> uh, the one working the three jobs um, right, yeah. would like to have a word. Try, trying to, it, it would trying solve to a lot kids. of problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: And resting isn't, isn't bad either, right? Like being right. able to rest, and you know. But, you know, that, that idea of just like, I, mean, I, I, I don't know if I've talked about it here, but I know I talk about it a lot. But there was a point in my life where all I wanted to do was have enough money where I could just sit on the beach all day and drink beer and do nothing yeah. else you know what i mean and, and um and you know and so that goes to that idea of like this uh you know money and slothfulness and whatever else and but then that second part of the prayer about like like kind of what you were doing what made me think about is when you're bringing up the uh um, the pocket change oh, okay yeah. you know and god spend me the way you see fit and it's like you know allow me to be your servant and serve my brothers and sisters around me in the way that you see fit and not what I think it should look like. You know what I mean? And just uh, the vulnerability in opening up in that way of like saying, Hey God, like, all right, you're in charge. Like what's, what's the next thing to do? What's the, what's the next action to take? Because if I'm left to myself, my ego is going to co-opt that those actions and i'm going to get into that place where like you were saying earlier the the narcissism like oh like only i can do like only i can do this for god and it's like well that's that's not true
1: (laughs) i am god's messenger (laughs) right yeah which you hear a lot of that
0: yeah and i you know and i think people believe it yeah you know what i mean like i i don't think it's a matter of them being dishonest
1: no their ego has co-opted their spiritual spirituality and that happens to all
0: of us. Yeah, at some point. Yeah, it's happened to me in the past yeah, for sure. For sure, and me too. And I'm sure there's ways it's happening to me right now. Yeah, that I don't. Yeah, that, that I'm not blind aware to. Of,
2: yeah. Uh, but for me, that's where it comes back to this. Uh, what you were saying earlier: sitting in silence, trying
0: to be of prayer, um, trying to le- lean into uh, not only action, but but specifically, service to others,
3: and um, just how can I be useful beyond what I think is useful? Yeah, I guess just
2: to um, to choose life. This is I'm I'm going back to the to the creed
0: to choose life and be used by the Spirit for God's new community of hope.
2: Amen. Uh, When you hear that last line of that creed, what what does that conjure up for you?
1: Well, I see it as not just the Iona community, but it's it's the, the mystical body of Christ in the world, which is beyond religion, beyond philosophy, beyond political parties uh it's it's the, the people that just wanna serve and bring healing to mm-hmm. their neighbors um recently read about uh just the sayings of the desert fathers and mothers there's a saying there's a story of of one of them in egypt um where a group came to see this this desert monk who's living in a cave uh but i guess there was a monastery attached to his cave or something nearby okay uh Probably not attached, but nearby. Right,
0: right, right. In, uh, in proximity. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so the group went to talk to the 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 bishop that was there. And the bishop told him, look, this, this hermit isn't going to say anything to you unless he has something to say. Uh, so don't be disappointed. I know you traveled all the way, you know, you traveled uh, and spent your whole life savings and all. Uh, but if he has nothing to say, he's not going to say anything. So, you know. Let me forewarn you. And they, and they asked the bishop, uh, well, we, uh, we're in the habit of fasting twice a week, and we, uh, we, just make some, we just eat bread, and then we make a vegetable stew every day, and we give that to the poor. Uh, that's, our, that's our practice. And the bishop was like, well, that's nice. And so he takes them to see the hermit, and the hermit said he looked at them and then exchanged places in his mind with them and had compassion on them. And he said his name, I forgot what his name was. It was like Pamphos or something like that. He said, but he basically said, I, he said, I want you, you people to know that I uh, make bread and I eat it and I fast twice a week, but I'm not a monk. And I also make a vegetable stew and I give it to the poor every day. And that still does not make me a monk. If you want to be saved, Go be kind to each other. Go home and go be kind to each other and your neighbors, and so that's kind of it's it's not this prescribed uh, community in that sense, and and it's so yeah. I, don't, I guess I went off on a quite a tangent there. Sorry.
0: No, I think that's <laughs> I think that's how we, we land this episode. Uh, all right, it was, a, it was a good one. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: thank you, everyone, for listening. Another uh, another episode of. Uh, Desert Rain, uh, Desert Rain Community Radio, Dispatches from the Verge. Uh, thank you, as always, to uh, Monk Drums and Jacob.
2: Uh, That's what you hear in the background uh, right now. And we just appreciate your time listening each and every week. Thank you.